around staring at cars today Hoping I'd see your face I know that's crazy to say But there's too many streets To stand here all night I'll just let one more go by My hands ain't on the wheel no more What are we fighting for? Why are you driving alone? And they say less is more Some of the time And I hate when things ain't alright Not much I can do Just sit back and wait For the love that I let go to see That I live for the little things All of our little things Each and every's enough Each and every's enough Should I make the money to buy our own castle? I'll make sure there's a room at the top Filled with paint and a potter's wheel Overlooking a blue stem field Where you can be naked and free Quiet and cigarettes Birdcage chair, no regrets Everything that you need And when I'm too much Like I can sometimes be And my words just aren't hitting the mark I won't lose my mind If you take some time To find yourself and come back to me Cause I know you all of our little things Each and every's enough Each and every's enough
Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Bionyash. Today, I have special guest William Frince back on the show. Hello, Ashley. Hello. How have you been? Uh, I've been pretty wonderful. Uh, how have you been? I've been good. A little while since um, we've chatted. Like We've chatted um, not were, on radio. <laughs> you, were, you were one of the first chats I've ever had on radio. That's right. When things were coming about. Mm-hmm. So about two years ago, you came onto the show. Uh-huh. You hadn't released um, your album yet, uh, and a lot has changed since then. Wouldn't, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> yeah, some uh, a whole bunch of stuff has happened. Um, Earthly Days was just coming out the last time we were talking, and I was uh, just a wide-eyed hopeful. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> I really yeah. wanted it to do the the best that it could do, and uh, it's been a crazy you know, year and a half and everything, uh, traveling and, uh, I guess being a, a dad now is about the biggest thing on my radar these mm-hmm. days and everything. And, uh, took home, uh, Juno this year for earthly days, which Congratulations. was, thank you. That's fantastic. And so, the Western Canada Music Award. and Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we just got another nomination for the Western Canada Music that. Awards as well. Breakthrough Breakthrough Artist of the Year came in uh, just a couple months back there. So it's been really uh, a wonderful summer for me, just traveling around. It was my first real big tour the past four and a half months. I did one in February as well. And uh, we're announcing uh, the fall tour on Friday, which is going to be Very pretty cool. Exciting. So my sister's birthday, <laughs> stealing her thunder yet again. Yeah. Every year I manage to, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> she appreciates that. Yeah, no, but sure. uh, but on Friday, yeah, we're gonna just uh, release some new dates for Western Canada. I'm really excited to spend some time in BC coming up this fall. I've oh, never, nice. I ever people typically go west first when they do any. Uh, major touring and I kind of zigzagged all over Canada this summer and went to the east coast first and then back throughout the prairie so I'm really looking forward to uh to getting out to BC and and stuff they've they've had a tough summer you know and with with the fires and everything and um if I can go talk to some folks over there that'll that'll make me feel pretty good Mm -hmm, absolutely yeah my sister's out there right now Uh, she's a medic in the army and she's helping all the firefighters she must be busy I think so she doesn't post too much on social media but anyway so people who are listening I mean as fantastic as you are actually I was looking at I was listening to the interview last and um you had mentioned how when people have to google you (laughs) they have to search out William Prince of Music or Uh they'll find the Prince first and actually I checked and you're actually the first thing that pops up if you search (laughs) William Prince now isn't that that's, that's so crazy. awesome you know <coughs> i um i saw that uh when the juno came through it, it was funny because it was the next morning you could actually look it up like it i don't know really? i don't know i don't know who the elves are behind wikipedia but that uh oh, that, yes. that that made me feel incredible was the fact that i became uh, a wikipedia article a photo and everything i i spend so much time on Wikipedia. I, I'm the I'm the worst for going down the the rabbit hole of mm-hmm. knowledge and stuff. Just just the other day, I was researching you know, a Bruce Coburn song that uh, I'm going to be performing pretty soon. And uh, I, I again just you know you, you find yourself clicking all these links and taking mm-hmm. it in. So it's really neat to see that and, so and, and kind of sums it all up there. It was really meaningful to me because you know it said 
that I am a, a singer song, a Canadian singer songwriter. And I was like, man, that's like everything I wanted to be, you know, and Aww. like is is really uh, is really a cool moment. So that's awesome. Uh, that uh, makes me so happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. And you're like, now nah, I'm a. a I have a wiki page that should be yeah, on the top of I've your, made like, it. I've yeah, made it now. You've made it, exactly. It's, it's, all, it's all over from here. <laughs> <laughs> Downhill from here. Yeah, that's yeah. the peak. Yeah. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. Um, so you're, for people who are listening who maybe aren't familiar with your music, uh, do you want to give us a little quick description of so what people who probably uh, didn't yeah. hear the first song? You know, I, I grew up in uh, learning, like learning gospel music was my first real experience, you know, aside from my own exploration of things. But uh, my my songs are kind of like folk country songs, singer songwriter stuff, kind of in the vein of, I've, I've always been a big fan of, you know, I've said it a number of times, Chris Christopherson and Johnny Cash is a quick comparison. Uh, I wonder why. A, a lot of the time. And um, so, yeah, they're, they're just, singer-songwriter kind of country folk songs framed inside this uh i love the word antiquity was once used to describe it but uh, the antiquity of gospel music i guess so mm. you know but they're just they're uh they're love songs uh for, for the most part you know and songs about my family uh, my good friend scott nolan uh, you know he has he's famous for uh, it ain't the singer it's the song and that's what it comes down to and i really care about well-written songs so uh, when I think of my peers like Richard Inman and, you know, um, I'm, I'm a huge fan of John Moreland and Jason Isbell. And uh, when it comes to, you know, modern day songwriters these days and and uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be a songwriter, songwriter, I guess. Trying that's, to be. That's <laughs> you after, are, I, I think. Yeah, sure. yeah. And you've been doing really great. Um, so since since uh, we, we last met, how was your um inspiration for writing changed have you have you kind of stuck to the same kind of idols or are you finding new things to inspire the songwriting that you're doing yeah you know everything is about uh, the journey that i'm presently on is just trying to be present in every moment you know uh, uh mary gaucher was saying how these things go by so fast and you got to kind of when you're on stage and stuff, they, they kind of fly by at three times the rate, you know, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you're done and you may have not even taken a proper look up from what you're doing to see the people and stuff. So I'm really still inspired by people all around me, wherever I go. Uh, my family and friends still play a huge part in my, my songwriting, but definitely my son is uh, the hugest change to everything. I've been saying I... I've taken a new angle on the the traditional love song, you know, like they may sound like they're about you and I still, our, our partners and everything, but um, there's elements in there that are directly geared toward um, just this new journey of fatherhood that I'm on, but like I, I, he truly is to kind of verify every uh, parental cliche, like your children become everything you think of. Mm-hmm. So another great show or turnout and stuff just feels like security for him. And I, I, I gain the most uh, comfort in that is knowing that feels like I'm on the right path. You know, I'm a lot uh, more confident in, in terms of uh, I, th I think I've shown that I can write songs. But now it's about uh, creativity for me. You know, mm -hmm. it's all about expanding beyond what people have come to expect. You know, they're kind of slower folk songs and I got a deeper voice but I don't want to I, I don't want to rest on those things ever I want to keep writing stories that 
compel people to feel something, you know, mm-hmm. and, and share that after. And like the response to some of the new stuff that I've been playing on the road has been really great. I'm just gearing up to start revealing it a little closer to home. You know, it's kind of safe if the cell phones are off and stuff, you yeah. can, you know, try them out there and see that's the best way you got to beta test them. And so, um, my my writing is still very much family focused and life uh, plays a big part. I find myself, you know, just sitting in in awe of life sometimes now. I never really dreamt I'd be saying that so soon. You know, you, mm. you envision this idea of, uh, you know, music as a living and stuff. And uh, I feel like there's days when my cup runs over you know I'm, I'm truly grateful and happy for what's happened because of earthly days and um it'll always be the first record i'm glad that people are happy with it and accepting mm-hmm. it and it's exciting now too because there's a bit of uh not only uh there's there's a, <laughs> a bit, i call it the rushed anticipation it's like oh i love it but where's the next one you know like people are already in talks about that mm-hmm. and, and we're still just kind of <laughs> scratching the surface of things you know and the miles we can get on earthly days like the rest of the world needs to kind of hear it still and um so i'm I'm hoping within the next year to kind of start teasing a new record and start promoting it and stuff there's been a lot on the go that i'm i'm just itching to tell everybody and you know maybe the next time we catch up i'll yeah i'll have the full scope but there's a lot going on behind the scenes right now that I'm, I'm super excited about I, I have management with Prairie Mix mm-hmm. uh, Management, Natalie Kleinschmidt, absolutely wonderful uh, partner of mine that I've been working with over the past uh, year and uh, working now with Pecan, you know, uh, Pecan Entertainment taking over as my agency and helping put me places that I, I couldn't really reach on my own and, and in front of really nice appreciative crowds too, which is the biggest. So all those things are lining up. Um, I kind of worried that if I got, you know, <laughs> too comfortable or too happy with things, maybe that would downplay some of the, or take away from whatever, you know, you, you kind of have that in the back of your mind, like some of the rougher times are what make the diamonds kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's happy to, I'm happy now that I have uh, my son and my family and uh, the songs are still coming healthily. So mm-hmm. that's, that's what I, that's what I'm excited about. I'm eager to share that is, uh, is the new stuff I'm working on. I hope that people can hear some, what of an elevation or an evolution. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Oh, it was a wonderful tangent. I just like listened oh, to it. I just want to say your song, Earthly Days, like a certain time in the month, whenever I, li- if, I if I hear it, I just like cry whenever that one line, uh, uh, any bed's a queen when you're laying in it or something. Yeah. Uh, like I just hear that and I'm like, oh, you love her so much. And I'm just like <laughs> crying and I have to turn the song off because I can't yeah. finish it. You know, that's, that's such a funny line because mm-hmm. when I first met Wyatt's mom this is a bit you know more but I was staying just this is the perfect example of that you know I was Mm -hmm. struggling I was staying with a friend renting a room from him in Osborne Village he uh took me in and we my two high school friends essentially and I lived in this apartment and Mm -hmm. and uh it could only really fit a single bed and I don't really you know fit on a single bed as is but you know uh (laughs) when she came over to visit for the first time, we just hung out like here she is, you know, sitting on my little bed here. And, uh, you know, I've kind of always seen her as a bit of a queen and I, I love that. So I'm glad, I'm glad you feel that line. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm like, that is so smooth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so we had opened up today's episode with the song, little things. Yeah. Uh, can you talk about what inspired you to write that 
song. Uh, it was a break. It was a break from the Queen. You know, uh, it's <laughs> when, when you find yourself apart from someone that you love or, you know, uh, saying how you end up missing those little things about them, you know, um, just just the way someone can be. If, if you're comfortable in that zone, then that's really something to hold on to, you know, if you can enjoy their company when they're doing so little, like, you know, just the way they scroll through the Netflix or the way they listen to their favorite music or drive with you or, you know, um, sort their laundry kind of thing. There's There's all these tiny little micro elements of liking someone that add up and I guess that's why we eventually pour out the love for another person is mm-hmm. you know just we overflow with how much we like somebody and then uh, so when we would work things out um, I'd find myself you know away and like uh, was this worth being right over you know if, if, if you if you argue or disagree I think those are the real elements of relationships that are going testing the or standing the test of time you could say not for everybody I I hope that uh, for the most part everyone gets along with who they're with and everything but it's human to uh, to clash once in a while so then I would find myself uh, taking the time apart and I would would end up you know I'm I'm ready to talk this out I, I, I can't go anymore without you kind of thing mm-hmm. and it's all those things that may be overlooked or appear to be not as important as like bigger gestures or anniversaries or date night or whatever it is mm-hmm. but honestly like i'd be happy just sitting and talking you know for the rest of my life watching somewhere. netflix yeah yeah, yeah just like kinda, eating like junk food or something it's, it's uh it's pretty it might sound ordinary but it's mm-hmm. when you're in it it feels extraordinary yeah absolutely and i think that's a, a just a simple idea but it's so personal to, to each individual person like each person who's been in a relationship they can immediately think back to their own their own little things yeah. and i thought oh, that's such a good idea cuz like it it seems so not like insignificant, but for someone who might have gone through that, it, anyone uh, can really exp- like um, relate to that. Yeah. That's awesome. It's it's just finding little markers in that other individual that you know keep you with them, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I ended up making one of my biggest songs out of little things. You mm-hmm. know, I, I I love the musicality of that particular piece. You know, and. Scott and I recorded it. It just turned out to be almost like a classic country song, and I, I love that. It surprised me by the end of it. So holds a special place in my heart for sure. That's wonderful. So then, uh, even before you started recording it, what, how you thought of this topic? How did you actually write the song though? Do you start with chord progressions first, or did you have a melody, or how exactly did you write it? Uh, uh, it's it's a back and forth between words first or music, and for the most part, at that particular phase in time. Uh, I was writing songs kind of like poetry and prose, you know, mm-hmm. like just uh, finding the idea, putting the words down, and then uh, the, the melody just kind of fell naturally because I was just trying to do a, a bit of a, it's not call and answer, but there's a structure to it for sure that that um, tells the story of, you know, I would literally, oh man, this, this teeters on cheese ball, but like... Um, <laughs> she would drive home and she would often come down my street. Like she had no choice, but to drive down that, that route to Mm -hmm. get to her place. And then, uh, when we were 
you know, apart for a bit, I literally would, you know, stand on the street and try and catch a glance, you know, and I was, it's a, it's a really weird, <laughs> sad <laughs> thing to say, but no. like when you're kind of bummed that hard and everything, uh, you do anything to just get a bit of, of, a, of a boost and, you know, it was a time of anxiousness of being scared to lose somebody. And I think the, I don't know, I wanted to show a resilience within the, the love we had and like, oh, if I could even just catch a look at you today, that would be enough. And that's one of those little things that you take for granted is just to see somebody and the privilege of knowing what they're doing all the time and them, you know, being your first message and your last message or whatever, that the Mm -hmm. comfort of that, of having another person, a partner in the world, you know, and, uh, I, I think of, I think of that often, especially now, like, um, with my, you know, dad being gone and everything, I think of my mom, uh, now her partner in the world like at the same time I, I gain a perspective from that because you know sure you argue with somebody you can always kind of go down the street and talk to them or call them but like my dad is is passed away you know he he has passed and my mom can't call him or you know get one more text or one more look so uh, it all comes down to this theme like I never want to waste time fighting or being apart or arguing or anything like that not that it's like super prevalent in our life but you know, for the times that it do, I guess I'm, I'm always interested in, in that part, the, the, the growth and the calibration that you have with being with another person. I'm obsessed with people being together or being apart. It all kind of comes in. And, and so, yeah, little things was just kind of this ode to that. And you are enough, you know, each and every is enough. Every little thing that you do, it adds up to be enough for me to stand by you and want to be with you. And I hope the same that it's looking, you know, from your side that way too, because it come down to it. I don't do a whole lot, you know, <laughs> write and sing and travel mm-hmm. around a bit. And I just want to be a good person for my, 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 my son now and for my partner and, you know, and, uh, there's a hopeful twist now. There's a positive, there's a, there's an upswing on all those things. Like, uh, I have a little family that I love <laughs> to live for and write songs for and perform for now, you know? And, um, so little things added up to being the, you know, <laughs> ironically enough, the the biggest things in my life. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wonderful. Thanks. I'm so happy for you and how everything's working out. We will take a quick break, uh, and we're going to listen to your song "Breathless." Um, what inspired "Breathless"? Uh, "Breathless" is one of those songs about uh, things that have no comparison. You know, um, the first time I heard. Uh, Elvis Presley sing or you know just the living in the country a lot the the peace and serenity that came from uh, moments where you can just be quiet and just enjoy the the silence of something you know that literally take your breath away or uh, a person again you know there's pieces of a person throughout that song it was kind of one of those songs that was written with uh, the hopes that somebody would fit it someday you know they're not necessarily tales about an individual right off the hop, but um, it was just a, a song to show again, like uh, nothing, there's really hardly anything that, mm-hmm. you know, takes my breath away quite like you. Wonderful. Awesome. I, I don't want to talk to you a little bit more about that, but we will take a break. Everyone, you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Bianch, and I'm here with William Prince. We're talking about his awesome music, and now you're going to be listening to Breathless. 
Take so much to be marveled in this day and age. Every road has been followed, every mistake's been made. But there's a lot to be desired, and I find myself inside memories. Still alive, just behind my eyes. Seems the more I go, leaving home, looking for what I need's been buried in my soul. 'Cause I never heard a song sung quite like Elvis. Not much beats the sound of the pouring rain. And there's something in your kiss leaves me so helpless. You leave me breathless. You leave me breathless. So there's this voice inside, terrified. Plagued with pride, resonating, sounding like my own. Then piece by piece, so suddenly, no subtleties. Your beauty it can bring me to my knees. 'Cause I never heard a song sung quite like Elvis. Now much beats the sound of. The pouring rain and the something in your kiss leaves me so helpless. You leave me breathless. You leave me breathless. I'm always wishing on the times we. Wishing I could get you back. I'm always wishing on the times we had. Wishing I could get you back. I'm gonna get you back. 'Cause I never heard a song sung quite like Elvis. Not much beats the sound of the pouring rain, and there's something in your kiss. Leaves me so helpless, and I can't help but see you again. And I can never see the sunrise too many times. Fall asleep with you under the northern lights, and the something in your touch leaves me so helpless. You leave me breathless. You leave me breathless.
everyone, and welcome back to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Vignesh. I'm here with William Prince. You just finished listening to the song Breathless. Left me breath. <laughs> um, I'm just being lame. Sorry. But it is a beautiful song. Um, so what I really wanted to ask you, because I we were talking just, just before, um, I had seen you perform at the Western Canada Music Awards, that actually the song Breathless, and you have a wonderful stage presence. Um, I feel like you just kind of, you have some, you're so confident while you're up there and you just, I don't know, you just seem like that's what you're supposed to do. So I was wondering if you can give some advice about having a presence and being able to perform so confidently in front of others. Such a, or such a big crowd like at the Western Canada Music Awards where it's just, it filled up like a casino. Yeah. Uh, I think the key to that is you really have to play for yourself for a lot longer, you know. Um, we live in a day and age where we're quick to, to YouTube things and, you know, I want myself to be out there. And I think one of the greatest pieces of, pieces of advice that I received some time ago was to purge my YouTube channel and to get rid of some of my younger stuff. It was, it was great for getting feedback at the start and everything. And then I realized that my development needed to be, you know, more personal and, and private to reach the point that I could make an impression with you know one song if that's your only opportunity it's kind of like that old Eminem song you only get one shot you know, kind of thing, <laughs> you, know? you got the mom's spaghetti coming out of you yeah. and all that and so <laughs> um, but yeah it, it's important that you, you work on your craft and I think the the thing for me was when I when I was becoming a bit disheartened about the recording process you know not being able to get a record I was always in such a rush to make an album and you know, wanted to show my songs, but I think there was, you know, a bigger plan at stake where I needed to be slowed down. And I really tried to focus on those energies and what, you know, the world is trying to tell me, what the universe is trying to put in place. And so I had no choice but to play for myself. You know, I played for my family and I, I worked and rehearsed my stuff, you know, um, to a point that it was it was like muscle memory it's like that's the part if you can get to the point where you're actually not thinking about the mechanics of whatever performance you're trying to give i think that's when there's more life in it and you can just kind of be confident and enjoy uh, it it. and then joy is what kind of shines through you know so when i uh whether it's one song or a 90 minute set i try and create the same atmosphere uh for every moment in time and uh, perhaps an extra bar of intro to get everybody, you know, on the same page and say hello, even though in those short moments to like, this mm-hmm. is a human being up here, you know, not yeah. just a, a track playing, you know. And um, so that's always been my big thing is to try and establish somewhat of a connection with your audience, no matter what. And Absolutely. look at look at people and then they're, they're with you, you know, for it. And that's why you, you can feel it. So um it's, it's just working on that is, is making sure that you're ready to perform, you know, and uh, I think of, um, you know, if you're trying a song or, you know, you should at least have your, your words down and your, your <laughs> progressions and yeah. stuff like that, you know, uh, and be confident in it. And then, yeah, let, let, let yourself kind of shine through and don't get caught up in the mechanics of it. you should, you know practice it that much you know I, I don't know what other way to really put it because um, my dad was always about the practice behind it and everything he encouraged me to you know play until it was ready kind of thing and I think that's what I did for like 10 years you know 15 years before earthly days really came out was like 
playing, you know, free shows at coffee shops and uh, just writing songs and some never saw the light of day and try some out and get the feedback. But uh, yeah, definitely uh, take the time to really lock in what you're doing mm-hmm. because you're trying to show the best version of yourself in that particular moment. And, you know, I think Breathless, uh, even since that moment, has probably grown and gotten better. There's times I've sang it better or there's even nights where it just doesn't hit the same way, you know, or like that one was a special one and they stand out. So it changes from time to time too. It's not a perfect science by any means, but I was just happy. What do you mean? There's no one way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was really excited that night to be there though, genuinely to be, to be nominated for the award. They treat you really well backstage and just getting to, you know, hang around and uh, be a part of the show. And it was, it was a really wonderful time. So it was, it was easy to get up there and, and sing a song, uh, to that crowd that were ready to receive it and everything. Mm-hmm. And it was exciting to be part of Western Canadian Music Awards for the first time. It was like a, even to be nominated, you know, was a acknowledgement that I was on somebody's radar or that they heard the music and, you know, judged it for just that, just being, a, just being a song, just being a recorded piece, you know, not really based around any other thing, but the fact that a good song brought you here. So I was, I was happy and I was confident in that. Were you, were you nervous while you were performing or before you went on stage or do you get nervous? <clears throat> I don't really get nervous. You know, uh, there's, um, there's an excitement to everything. Uh, when you, when you perform, I think you should feel that you should feel an excitement, you know, and oftentimes, uh, people will say that, like, I could never do that. I would get so nervous. I, I get nervous for comedians. I often think a lot when it comes to performance, like you go up there, uh, with nothing but a microphone, you know? So when it comes to songs. Yeah, that's true. It's already kind of pre-planned. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, there's two pieces to go. There's a voice, there's a song and there's melody coming out of a guitar, you know, so I guess three things. And, um, I've, I've just played so much that, um, that, that becomes the easy part. That becomes the enjoyable part is to, to share them and showcase them. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So a little bit earlier, you said that you purged your YouTube account, uh, like meaning all the old videos that you had yeah. and you, like, they were just, I guess, covers or no, I, I had about 40, 45 songs of mine that I'd written on YouTube and uh, I used to write a lot of country songs because I was always my dream was to maybe one day get a publishing deal and write country songs for people you know and let let that kind of um, do thing because I I wasn't seeing myself so much as a performer or even a singer really Mm -hmm. and I, I always dreamt that like maybe you know George Strait or Tim McGraw or something would one day sing a song of mine that still still a dream of mine still a goal is uh as as things progress and everything that's becoming a closer reality for me you know and I'm really excited about that I I feel like uh all I'm supposed to do now is just write songs so and I, I I just saw Richard Inman in at Summer Lights uh music festival and Brandon there the other night we played that together and he's incredible you know I, I think of him and he pushes me to write I'm I, I I have the pleasure of spending a lot of my time with uh, with Scott Nolan you know who is just um, he's in a different realm when it comes to, to songwriting and poetry so I, I have two really close friends who are always pushing me to uh, work and I'm just I'm better situated now too where I'm you know 
I got this place that I keep as a bit of a songwriting sanctuary, you know. It's uh, There's no TV there. There's a place to sit and, and write and a bed if need be kind of thing. And I, I've really been in this... Uh, this atmosphere, this nebulous, if you will, uh, just the contained environment of writing, you know, mm-hmm. right now, because I'm, I am preparing a second record of the, the follow-up to Earthly Days, and, you know, immediately there's the idea of what's the next Carney and what's the next Breathless and Earthly Days and different things like that, and I love that anticipation, that excitement for more from yeah. people, and so... Uh, I never really write to expectation. I just write what's in, you know, my heart at the time. And so I'm hoping that the next batch are accepted just Mm -hmm. like this one. I hope so too. Um, So when you're right, that's, you're in this, this bubble for songwriting, do you write a song in a sitting or is it something that you, you live with for a while? Yeah, I write pieces for sure. Um, You know, it comes down to, I, I I described it as I often write the second verse and a chorus first. And Mm -hmm. then it's like, how do I start this thing now? You know, I kind of find myself uh, waking up in a story, you know, like imagine, you know, where am I right now kind of thing. And so I I either backtrack it or fast forward it. It's not always like that, but I definitely try and get a frame, um, a melody and a word structure is is always nice to walk away with. And then uh, quickly record it into my phone before I forget and then you know, you kind of spend the next few days going over it and then, but some come pouring out. Like I just did one the other night that was in one sitting. I think it took less than an hour and it might, uh, how dare you? (laughs) (laughs) And those are fun too. Cause those sometimes like you really lock into something and that's the joy of it that I forever, I I could never tire of. It's like, Oh, something was revealed to me. You know, I was talking to John Moreland over in uh, Denmark. I just got back from Tunner festival. Wonderful. Uh, festival over there and he's a monster of a songwriter you know some of the stuff that he writes I admire so much and he feels the same fears that I do about like god I feel like I'll never write another one you know and so rather than uh let that negative like let that you know kind of worry uh sink in I, I just use it and I'm like no I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here you know and I'm gonna I'm gonna go through this and oh man you know like a another track isn't and their song isn't coming within the first half an hour 45 minutes oh no like no i'm just have to, i have to start digging deeper now and that's the whole thing is is really digging deeper you know i'm not looking for superficial songs that are you know sometimes they come easier than others but it's definitely this time around is putting in the work to to find them and you know elevate myself you know Absolutely. i want to evolve i want to be bigger than the last record you know Mm-hmm. Do you feel that any of the t- the subject matter you're, that you're writing about is sometimes too personal? I try and uh, keep keep you know tabs on those things too. Nothing that would ever, you know. There's there's a good way to have like little inside jokes, tongue in cheek stuff in your songs that can be. That's that's where the metaphor comes in, I guess. You know, that's where the disc- like hiding things within a lyric and then if you describe it to your friend that's actually about this moment it becomes more fun that way you yeah. know so um you gotta be careful too because I, I don't want to i'm not trying to be a sob story i'm never trying to be a pity party or anything like that like there's there's always a bit of melancholy within my tunes i guess it's just how they come come about and like oftentimes i feel like oh i need a a, a clappy upbeat one you know that you can really lock into a sing-along song and um uh, 
that I, I extinguish that and I just stick with what I know with what I want to do and they, they produce themselves organically enough so uh, it's fun now to have a bit of that uh, serendipitous quality to them how they appear but then at the same time when they do to really focus on working on them that's why I love the actual space of a desk to write at again and mm -hmm. a chair and uh, I, I just got a new guitar that's been really great that's for exciting. me you know uh, I bought my my dream guitar after wanting it for years and years and it's just it's made me want to practice more again that's a nice little boost when you've been slugging it out for a while and uh but then there's this emotional attachment to my old guitar too where I'm like you brought me this far you yeah know? it's like, like okay <laughs> I'll practice for half an hour on this one and then half an hour on this one so it's exciting you know that I can uh, make those little uh micro encouragements happen for, for myself and it's it's exciting to unveil the new the new batches that's coming absolutely awesome i'm looking forward to it i can't wait i'm gonna have to come to your album release for that one too um so you were just touring all this year you're doing a bunch of touring and you have a you have a a family as you said how have you balanced uh touring life with fatherhood uh to be honest you know the balance has been far in in the side because of uh because of his mom, you know, for uh, for her to just step in and, you know, to to learn how to be with somebody who does this, you know, it's 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 a romantic thought, to, you know, the the singer's wife or whatever, you know, we would joke about it before, and it, it was tough at times, you know, it's it's hard to be away and, you know, to just get back from six or seven days and then only have one or two days at home, be like, oh man, I hate, I almost hate to re you know to say this again but i gotta go for another 12 now like i remember when there was moments in the summer where I was, I was so lonesome i just wanted to stay with wyatt for you know extra days and be with him and it was not enough it's not enough to land and take off again you know and uh so there's a lot of it helped our communication you know uh talking more thankfully we live in the day of snapchat and you know <laughs> phones with video and pictures yeah. all the time so that was really helpful in um keeping our communication up and then uh just having good morning videos with him so i was always under this frantic impression that he would forget me after 5 6 days you know he's a baby and yeah. i wanted to be uh I wanted to kind of imprint on him, you know, even though you may not remember these moments, you'll remember the feeling of your parent being around. And so that was important to me and I didn't take it lightly at all to be away. So he has an incredible mom who really stepped up and uh, continues to do that and, you know, bear the weight of, uh, uh, parenthood while I'm out there, you know, <laughs> doing these things and trying to further my own career it just so happened you know that all these things happened at once became a dad and then music got busy and um i try to balance the two so when i'm home it's just it's dad life you know i i, I hop right back into it and i try to and be mm -hmm. there with him and i kept him home from daycare this week so that i could just, just you know spend the days and he's mm -hmm. incredible man like i uh, it, it does something to me to my whole being it just makes me feel better you know my friend corin raymond's in town recording a record right now at the song shop with scott and uh he was saying how when we come back you know as artists and stuff when you're gone anybody any profession uh traveling salesmen you know you can be somewhat disruptive to the the routine that's been set in place for you being gone for so long yeah. so i'm working on not being disruptive and finding that 
you know, way back in that is always helpful and stuff. And so, um, if you want to tour as heavily as this, uh, it definitely comes down to the anchor. And so, you know, Wyatt's mom is definitely the anchor and keeping all these things steady. You know, it's yeah. not as, it's not glamorous. And a lot of the time I struggle with travel too. And the show, I'm not really, a. um, a partier of any sorts. I'm really boring. I get back to the <laughs> hotel and I, I, cause I find those moments of solitude, the best time to write and process through what I've seen at the last three festivals, you know, getting into this one. So it's, uh, while, while she, you know, goes to work and gets them to school and daycare and everything and comes back and there's no big show, you know? So I, I, I try and lend my best support and just, talk and like that's been the best thing about this is just communication opening and and being close that way talking and mm-hmm. pictures and sharing our, our our son together and everything i love that absolutely that's awesome we're coming close to the end of the show um so really quickly i just want to ask do you have any advice um you mentioned wonderful advice throughout the, the show today but uh any advice that you might have learned in the past uh year and a half since we last talked that has really changed your outlook on writing music or creating or, or just as being a performer that you like to share with the listeners today? Uh, you know, it all, that's a question that comes up quite a bit and I never really know how to answer it because, you know, it's, it's always been a very unique thing how songs come about. Like you, you find them or you don't, it's really going looking for it and stuff. So, uh I think that's why it always comes back to being a total individual who's true to what you're going to do and what you're going to say. Everything's kind of been set, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of songs out there and like, it's a lot of, uh, stuff based around love and relationships. You know, I, I, I don't claim to have reinvented any wheels. Like yeah. I just try and say it in an authentic way that, uh, you know, mean something to me that I hope will last a while, you know? Um, and now like my motivation behind writing to my son, everything feels like a memoir, you know, for him when he's older, I wonder if when he's 18 or 20 years old one day, probably younger, he'll probably come to some festivals or something and maybe he'll be musical. Maybe he won't, you know, it was never a thing that was put upon me. So, I was lucky. I grew up around music. I don't think everyone does. My dad played guitar. My dad wrote and my mom always sang and we had music in the house all the time and it just kind of found its way to me. Mm-hmm. And, and so the only real advice is just uh, to stick it out and, you know, things take time. They really do. And there's like a moment uh, before Three Days was recorded where I was like, feeling foolish like I gave up my path to trying to be a doctor for Mm -hmm. this you know like I I did all I I disrupted all that stuff you know and I kind of say that I'm no good for anything else now so I'm forced (laughs) to keep writing and I gotta you know this is all I've got yeah you know it's been five years out of the working world and you know out of university and stuff the whole world has changed in that five years Mm -hmm. and so I think um my songs are welcomed back because people want a time out from the the faster pace of things and so I'm going to I'm just going to kind of keep owning own what you do if if you're going for something you know just believe in it and like really like I said you know be that thing Winston Watney told me the longer you stay dedicated to something it'll eventually become just what you are what you love you know and so he encouraged me to stay 
focused on this path and that's what it is it's all about a pathway for me and I think I'm on the right one now so I hope that if you're looking seeking for advice just that it it can come uh, seeking advice I should say um, if you stick this thing out long enough it, it'll go one way or the other it'll either develop you into a world class artist you know it'll surprise you or it'll let you know that maybe you're meant for something else you know and those are not bad things Absolutely. you know so stay encouraged and uh, keep writing keep trying um, work on your craft at all times you know work on your musicality and you know uh, your vocabulary and all those things those are all good tools and I'm just in, in the market of stockpiling music now and trying to get a whole catalog ready here for when we keep going forward you know so mm-hmm. uh yeah, just be encouraged. If it's something you love, you, you won't let it go. That's true. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming down to the station today. This has been awesome. Thanks, Ash. It's great seeing you and hearing your wonderful stories and how you write all your music and Thanks. everything. Nice to see you. Yeah, thank you. Um, well, I always definitely come back. Um, so people who are listening, you can find William Prince online. Just Google him now. Yeah. <laughs> He's like on a Wikipedia page, <laughs> uh, social media and everything. And I will include a link to all the social media uh links i guess on yeah. the blog at winnipegmusicproject.com um you can also follow us on social media facebook instagram and twitter and you can find all the links there as well um before we go we're going to close with the song seven which was not on you hadn't written that one yet when we last talked mm-hmm. uh, what is seven about or what inspired seven seven was written for the graduating class of 2016 peg was first nation where i come from and the youth were kind of looking for this I guess anthem to really put an original twist on their graduation and so they had the theme of looking far into the future that was the the big idea behind the grad and then they wanted it to be based on the seven sacred teachings of aboriginal law oh. uh, if you look up the this website called the sacred and just google that you find like truth love and humility and wisdom respect courage honesty and these are all things that i believe that every person can take something from not just you know first nations people uh and then again uh became like these are great guidelines just to have and so mm-hmm. it, again it became this piece personal to me uh if i were to just leave one thing behind for my son to hear it'd be a song like this you know and so uh they were like can you write it something upbeat and celebratory and chipper and i said sure you know? <laughs> so You're like have you heard my other music <laughs> <laughs> so I, I it wasn't that was a nice one too you know that was yeah. a fine that was something i had to dig for and and um I, I like it now people have have come to appreciate that song and uh i like that it gives me a bit of uh a, a look at my indigenous self for sure you know i didn't grow up cultural not all first nations people are cultural mm-hmm. And so it was a nice way for me to do some research and really explore those topics and uh, to have it put into a song that was used for this graduation that all these kids were so excited about. And like the community loves it as a, as a, as a song now too. And I think there's even bigger things coming for that one. It was just recently uh, used by Mayor Brian Bowman in a, a, this video about uh, reconciliation signing. Um, down at the forks that they just had and everything so that's available too it was was really cool to be a part of that that project and um it's fantastic and so uh i I like what's um 
what it says, you know, just about life in general. It's just one of those good life songs, I think. And anyone can take home a little bit of message for it. And it's a bit of a clapper, a bit, yeah, bit upbeat, you know, something, something like that. Yeah, so I, a- I don't mind. It's a, <laughs> it's, it's a song that I, I hold near and dear now because it, to me, it just feels like Pegwas Youth and the Pegwas Reserve. So mm-hmm. hope you guys enjoy it. Awesome, wonderful. So everyone, thanks so much for tuning in today. Uh, today. It's Tuesday. I don't know why I had to say it's Tuesday. You know it's Tuesday. Uh, this is the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Bignage. I'm here with William Prince. Uh, and now we're going to listen to his song, Seven. May your love be pure like an eagle Wisdom be under every stone you turn Let truth be key to freedom and bind you To the path that holds the line We're the reason that the seven sins and teachings Each one can wait the other out Life is to wolves, good and evil, who you feed Tell me, are you in or are you out? Oh, be honest and honor each other Don't make a promise that you'll have to break Have forgiveness when there's only hatred Stand up for good, for goodness sake May your mind be vast like the ocean Salvage the lesson from each storm you survive And let honesty lead you across the sea Forever keep you on the current that carries the light And in this world that's growing older faster Humility will keep your spirit young When you're looking far into the future don't forget how far you've already come
wisdom be under every stone you turn Let truth be key to freedom and bind you To the path that holds the line